Hey guys, guess what you're listening to? My name is Weezer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is Jen and Patrick here. God, we're so glad that you're tuning in here. And you've made it all the way to episode five. All the way to episode five. We haven't even made it to episode five yet. <laughs> I. That's true. Uh, but you have. Uh, so and congratulations. That's what yes. That is what matters. Yeah. That's what I'm concerned about. Of course. Guys, in this one, we're talking about green. Correction, we were talking about green. In August 2014. I guess September 2014. It's got to be at least September at this point. Yeah. So time moves forward even in the past. Weird. Uh, I get personal on this one. I think I hogged the bike oh, for a yeah. while. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Um, so enjoy that. Learn a little bit about me. Yeah. Uh, because you do not learn anything about me. Ever. It, at any other and point. No, that's correct. He's a closed book, people. That's right. That's what that's what you call someone that you can't read. Closed book. Precisely. So enjoy the episode. My name is Jonas. Thanks for all you showed us. Hello and welcome. 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 Welcome to. My name is Weezer. Uh, this, 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 this. That's Patrick, and I'm Jen. And this is the podcast where all we do is talk about Weezer. Last time, if you listened to us last time, we We didn't talk about Weezer and we're really sorry, but we had to. I'm not that sorry. Well, Patrick's not sorry. I'm a little sorry. I'm not sorry. No, I'm not, I'm not sorry. That's right. I'm not sorry. Jen is not sorry. I'm not sorry, because now we're back. Episode Cinco. Mm-hmm. We are talking about the, the green, green album. album. Uh, so I, you know, the, the record's not actually called. It's green. a self-titled album. It's a self-titled album. Um, really quick, before yeah. we get deep into the green album, because let me t- let me just assure you. Okay. I intend to go deep with the green record. Yes. Like way deep, uncomfortably. Cool. Deep. Great. Tell me your thing. Um. I, if you recall from, I think we talked about it in our very first episode, the founding of the band. Yeah. I mentioned um, that we're only a few miles away here in Los Angeles from uh, the place where the band was formed. Stoner Street. From Stoner Street. Yeah. As well as the place where the kitchen tapes were recorded, which is on Amherst street jen you creep i'm so creepy i need to know what you did i was at the hardware store yesterday Uh which is conveniently located a quarter of a mile away from stoner street this is one of your west la hardware this is one of my west la hardware stores you know what the uh, difference Orchard between Supply Hardware? You know what the difference between a West LA hardware store and an East LA hardware store is? A Compass Rose? Uh, excuse me? A <laughs> Compass Rose? No, I was going to say that at the East LA uh, hardware store, um, there'll be people outside that you can hire to help you with your project. Oh, yeah, they have that at the Home Depot in West LA, but I didn't need to hire anyone. Um, anyway, I was just returning a shower head. That's all I was doing. Um uh, and then I was driving, and I was about to cross Stoner Avenue, and then I had a sudden thought. No. I had a sudden thought that, I wonder, like, how far from where I am right now that Weezer's place on Stoner Street was. So did you, did you locate this well, house? Well, Weezerpedia has the addresses. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> I don't know, but Weezerpedia has the addresses. Okay. And I was like... 
it was like a minute out of my way. Sure. I was very close. So I drove over there and I parked and I took a picture of the building. <laughs> now, were you the only person taking pictures there? Oh, were, yeah. Were, there, I was, there weren't fans like behind a velvet rope or anything? This is a very suburban neighborhood. <laughs> Uh, so I took a picture. It was an apartment building. Oh, um, interesting. Yes. And then I was like, well, so this is where they were founded, but nothing really exciting happened here. But at their other house, they recorded the right. kitchen tapes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I looked up that address and discovered that that was only three quarters of a mile away. So you're just so, you're taking yourself on a little. I'm taking Weezer myself tour. on a little impromptu Weezer tour Great. around West LA. Great. And I, uh, <laughs> I went over to the other house, which was a house, mm -hmm. uh, actually a duplex. Um, but when I was first when I first drove by it, there was this elderly couple on a walk, like right in front of the house. Yeah. So I felt as though I could not stop and take photos of this house. Uh, so I drove around the block, and by the time I came back, they were slightly further down. They were walking very slowly. Um, they were sl far enough away that I was like, okay, I'm going to do this now. So I stopped, and I took a couple pictures of that house, which what, is... What do you intend to do with those pictures? I have no idea. I was going to show you them, Patrick, I actually. Would, I would love to see them. Um Actually, so I, I say is, that, but I don't even. I'm not. I'm going to get nothing out of this. This is this is the house uh -huh. on Amherst. I think it was Amherst Avenue. It oh, they've been. got ADT. Yes, this is it from the front. There's a big bush in front of it, so you can't really see it well from the front. So I had to like actually creep. And then this is the apartment on Stoner Avenue. Do you think uh, <laughs> that it was um, an apartment building in the in Weezer 1992? Was there, or that I don't know. It is unclear based on Weezerpedia, and mm -hmm, it is unclear mm -hmm. based on that building. My guess is that it was an apartment building, and part of the reason why they moved is mm -hmm. so that they could practice like where garage. they yeah. And where no one cares about. Their but they've ways. got posters of Kiss. And, yeah. Right. Um, Nightcrawler, Kitty Pride. Yes. Dungeon Master Guide. Mm -hmm. Ace Freely. They've got a whole bunch of twelve-sided dies. Um, but yeah, so I, I think they moved from. Jen, the apartment. Do you actually have twelve-sided die? No, I don't have any twelve-sided dice. But you have a lot of dice. I do have a lot. So very recently, um, since the new D and D rules came out, I've been playing a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, which is something I've not done since I was in junior high school. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I still have all of all of my old dice. They've made like seven or eight, nine, ten moves with me. Right? Uh huh. Like. From my parents' house You're to like, college. Maybe to... I'll want these. Yeah. And it finally paid off. And it finally paid off. That's great. I've got a lot of 20s. I've got a lot of 10s, a lot of 8s, a lot of 4s, a lot of 6s. But no 12-sided die. No 12s. You got to get one. I, yeah. If only for the purpose of, of saying being able to have a 12-sided die in Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler too. Right. And I'm sure that Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler are somewhere in my apartment. Good. I mean, you've got a lot of comics in I your apartment. I do have a lot of comics in my apartment. I would be shocked if Nightcrawler was not in your apartment. I would be more shocked about Kitty Pride. Okay. I like Kitty Pride better than Nightcrawler. Okay. I don't think Nightcrawler's that great. That's fair. I don't know really enough <laughs> that's, about... That's fine. I'm sorry I put you in a position where you had to say something about Nightcrawler. <laughs> 
Oh, I do actually have a funny story about Nightcrawler. Okay. This is My Name is Weezer, the podcast where we talk only about um, various things. Anyway, <laughs> um, Nightcrawler, my, uh, she'll hate me, but my best friend from high school, Katie, um, went through this phase where she really like had a huge crush on Nightcrawler in the movie, the X-Men on movie, Alan on Alan Cumming. Yeah. Um, but specifically when he was painted blue and had a tail. Right. And uh, all of those like angelic scars or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would always make fun of her for having this crush on Nightcrawler and there's more, but I won't go into it. It, it was just it get, like an odd. <laughs> does it get dirty? It gets a little bit dirty. We were because like, he's got those like three finger hands. <laughs> it was more to do with his tail. Oh no! <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. She's, she'll hate me for talking about that, but sorry, Katie. Well, look, that was high school. That it was, was a long high time school. Ago. It was a long time ago, guys. Uh, on the Green the, Album. I, on, on the subject of high school, the Green Album for me came out my senior year of high school. Oh. I graduated in 2001, um, and this record came out in May. Um, so, so, like, right when you were graduating? Just about, yeah. Um, if you will indulge me, uh, I would like to talk a little bit about my experience of Go for it. buying the Green Album. Um, Does it involve your mom and being ashamed? Uh, I mean, it certainly involves being ashamed, but it doesn't involve my mother oh, really in any way. Great. Um, a little bit of setup. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm t- like looking forward settle to in. it. Settle in. I'm gonna talk a little bit. So comfy. Um, Jen, you know my uh, my girlfriend Sarah. We've been together for a very long time yeah. now. Um, but back in high school, I was in a relationship with a different woman. I thought you were going to say a different woman named Sarah. No. This woman's name was Jennifer, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, So I'll just for ease here, I'm going to try to refer to her as Jennifer. Okay. And she doesn't play too much of a, too much, too big of a role in this story. She's Jennifer. We had been dating since sophomore year. Okay. I'm a little bit of a serial monogamist. This is just not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but we were having like an on again, off again kind of thing towards the end of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough time. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are so many tough times. <laughs> it's like true. All of the times. <laughs> all of the all times, of the times are, are tough times. Tough. Um, but uh, in high school, uh, I was going through a big like sexuality discovering kind of thing, right? Yes. Where I was like, am I into dudes? Am I into ladies? Am I into everything? Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that was uh, pushing away this relationship that I had been in for a while. Yeah. And fooling around with this dude. This dude. Cool. And we'll just, we'll use his name here. First names only. Yeah. So uh, Brandon was mm-hmm. uh, in choir and uh, was, had, has a, a nice voice. Um, he currently lives in New York and sings and writes songs and cool. does that sort of stuff. My best friend does that too. I didn't say he was my best friend. I didn't mean my, <laughs> he's also your best friend. I just meant that my best friend also does live in New York and write songs and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there are a few people in New York. There's an interesting fact about New York. There are some people that sing songs and write them. Shut up. What? I know. Anyways. It's a magical place. So Brandon. So Brandon um, was like, uh, you know, we had this like thing going on and he was like, 
hey, the choir, the concert choir, whatever the name of whatever concert choir, I'm just gonna yeah. say concert choir, um, is going to um, New York in the spring. That's our like our trip. Foreshadowing for his life. Foreshadowing for my for for his life. For his life. Yeah. Um, and he was like, "You should join choir and go on this trip." And I was like. <laughs> What? This is like half, <laughs> this is over halfway through the year. Like it's senior uh, year? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and I had never been in choir before. Do you um, do you sing at all? I since then I would say that yeah. I, I you know, but at that point no. Definitely. Not. <laughs> um but you know I uh played bass mm-hmm. um and so like I could read music which already like half the choir can't do. Yeah, if anyone is in high school and can read music, like join choir, they'll fucking love you. Really? You can lead sectionals and stuff because you can read the music and just like plunk out the melody and then every. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, um, I didn't take advantage of that. Yeah, you should have though. I should have. I could read music in hero. high school. Be a goddamn man. Hero. Missed opportunities. <sighs> so you joined choir. So I joined choir. <laughs> Because my sort of boyfriend Brandon was like, "Let's go. go to, let's go on this trip to New York." Together. Cool. Um, and so we did. And uh, you know, honestly, I can't remember most of what happened on that trip. I yeah. know we went to medieval times in New York. <laughs> I mean, it was like three hours outside of New York, but like we took a bus. <laughs> Yeah. It feels like there must be better things to do in New York than go three hours outside of New York to go to medieval times. Of course. Of course there are. Yeah. However, this is, you know, a high school uh, concert choir uh-huh. from Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh-huh. deciding like, hey, what are we going to do <laughs> in New York City? <laughs> I know medieval times. Wow. That's precious. Yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But one of the things that we, you know, we got a, a fair amount of like, go experience uh, New York. Yeah. Um, time um and one of the things that we did was we went to um virgin records um and this is that. this is back when the virgin records megastore was still in times yeah. square um i actually did make it to new york when that was a thing did you make I it did. there it's, mm-hmm. it's so but you would have been probably pretty young right yeah yeah so i i was 18 at this time mm-hmm. um and uh this would have been maybe late may Probably late May. Okay. Um, Had you graduated already? No, not yet. No, we I didn't guess graduate to like June or whatever. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, the very this is very near the end of the year, um, and you know the the record store it's like four floors and like yeah. it just got it you know it's the kind of thing that can never exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I purchased three CDs while I was there. Yes, tell and me now, about that. Now, Jen. Yes. Knowing what you know about me uh-huh. and my musical tastes, were two of, of them ska? Okay, none of them were ska. None of them were ska. So this is the interesting thing. I, ha- as you well know, was way into ska music. I thought that two of them were going to be ska. One of them was going to be the Green Album. Right, but but wrong. One of, one of, right, <laughs> but wrong. That's what I wanted you to believe. Um, so one of the one of them was the Green Album, um, and the other two were um, Aida. Uh-huh. And the producers. Okay? okay. I was picking up stuff different from what I had been listening to. Yeah. This is all part of me, like, exploring a different version of Patrick. Of myself. This, and, like, I know that there, it's not like Patrick's gonna, Patrick's gonna date a man and not listen to Scott. <laughs> like, but you, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, like, in my head, they're related in the, like, let's find ourselves a different way yeah um 
Like, like maybe Gay Patrick really likes show tunes. I mean, obviously, Gay Patrick really likes show tunes. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. I mean, he bought two, two of them, two of them. Um, and also, to be fair, Straight Patrick likes show tunes. That's, I mean, yeah. And you know, show tunes are fun. I also don't like to throw around uh, straight or gay. But yeah, labels. It's a spectrum. It's yeah, all a spectrum. It's a, it's a spectrum. That's what we believe here. And my name is Weezer. <laughs> right now, I feel like I'm mostly just a, a Sarah sexual. That's like, fair. If that relationship ends, then like, we'll who see. knows? Who knows what's next for me? Yeah. Who knows? As of right now, there's that relationship's great. Good. Uh, so, Sarah, guys, Sarah's great. Sarah is great. I really like Sarah. So do I. Good. I would hope that you like her way more than I like her. <laughs> but I really like her. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, honey. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah. Um, so, in, in my mind, all of these things are all, like, tied together. Connected. New York, Times Square, um, 2001, Dating a Man, mm-hmm. Weezer, The Green Record. Um, and... For me, after coming back from that trip, is sort of where, like... Because I was being, like, kind of secretive with a lot of my friends about what was going on. Because, you know, I'm in small-town Wisconsin. Yeah. And, like, not the most People welcoming talk. place to be kind of a homo. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, and people do talk. Yeah. And and certainly everyone had already been talking about me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but so when I, uh, like, told my parents what was going on... Um, you know, they were, they were cool about it, whatever. Good. But like, you know, it's still, it's still a big weird thing to happen, and like, you know, yeah. no one knows how to deal with anyone else after that. Yeah. Um, and so like, my life got weird for a little while. Um, I, I I'm just trying to like get around because like, there's so much baggage here, right? And obviously, yeah. it's not all important, and it doesn't all like tie into uh, the green record. Um, suffice to say that, uh, um, part of exploring all this new stuff was then also rejecting the pieces of pieces of it that weren't working for me. And yeah. one of those pieces was Brandon. And regardless of like my sexuality coming out of that, like Brandon wasn't going to be part of that. Yeah. Um, and that was a weird thing for me to wrestle with. Cause it was like, I had a hard time divorcing the like idea of dating a man with specifically Brandon. Exactly. Yeah. You, you got me hundo percent. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's a weird analog to Weezer here because I was like excited about exploring Weezer uh-huh. and the green record was the first Weezer record that I had picked up. Um, wait, really? Yeah. Oh, maybe um, you told me that before. Yeah, maybe. Um, and maybe I'm but mentioning okay. it for the first time now. <laughs> Who knows? I'm not the best storyteller I know. <laughs> um, so, so being able to go back and like, so I was exploring Weezer through this one avenue. Um, and what it did was lead me to their back catalog, which is obviously something that I treasure. Yes. Um, and this was your gateway. Yeah. The green, green was my gateway <laughs> and my gay way. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. Green represents a, a period of, of exploration for me. Uh, and for the band. And, f- <laughs> oh, Jen thinks and for the band. Ooh. <laughs> um, so that, that, is my, that is my story with Green and my relationship to it. Um, Jen, were you actively listening to the band when Green came out? Or I was not. What's your deal? Um, I 
went th- I didn't catch up with the band producing albums until 2005 because okay. I started listening in like 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. So um, I would like Blue Album through Maladroit were all out. So sure. I heard all four of those within a pretty quick span of time. Yeah. Because like, I mean, I went through them chrono- chronologically, but like, how long does it really take for you to listen to and appreciate, you know, 10 songs slash, I think there were, were there more on Melodroid? I don't remember. Yeah, Melodroid's like 13 I think or 14. Yeah, I think it's 13 or 14. Green uh, is real short. It's like, it's well, they're ten, short songs. It's 10 songs, but it comes yeah. in at like 27, 28 minutes, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's um, a quick one. It is a scant volume. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Sure. But it's, thank you for thank you for that. <laughs> um, all the songs are sort of no nonsense, right? Yeah. Like they they get in, they get out. They are straightforward little mm-hmm. pieces of pop music. Yeah. Um, there. Uh, this shouldn't surprise me, but um, a few years ago, I, I bought my dad the three self titled uh, Weezer records: oh. Blue, Green, and Red. Um, just because I think those are all easily digestible. Yeah, for um, sure. And it was like here. Yeah, every now and then I buy my dad music and it's always fun to hear his uh like kind of perspective on yeah. it and, um that sort of thing but green was the only one he was able to get into Interesting. Um, so well it is very accessible it's in terms very of accessible mm-hmm. um and it's it's such a it's so funny for me talking about these because because i heard them all at once yeah um so like in my in my head, like Blue and Pinkerton are very much like the best. Yeah. But if I'm looking at like the way Weezer like affected my life and like the way I like really took them in, like for me, Green and Maladroit are also like classic to me. Sure. Just because like that's where that was my basis of Weezer was all four of those albums. Um, that's so interesting. Like. I, I agree with you that, um, like, all four of them do kind of, like, you can lump all four together and be like, this is classic Weezer. Yeah. And maybe there's an asterisk next to Green and Maladroit, that they're, like, a step down yeah. canonically or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, post Matt Sharp. Yes, post Matt Sharp. Like, that could be their asterisk. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that asterisk they keep forever. Yeah. Um, but I remember very specifically my first year in college um, that... I was hanging out with this girl, Aaron, who was a huge punk, right? Mm-hmm. Like, way into, like, listen to Rancid and, wow. like, way punky, right? Super punk. Um, and she was also really into the first two Weezer records. <laughs> and I remember very specifically, she was talking about that she wanted to post a review of the Green Album on Amazon, like a negative one. Uh-huh. Um, this, you know, would have been before that was like a totally commonplace thing for people yeah. to post reviews about shit on Amazon. Um, so she like had really put thought into that. She felt lit a fire betrayed. in her belly. Wow. Betrayed by the Green That is Lester. a strong word, especially for the Green album. Yeah, right? I mean, it's when when Green came out, you know, I, I obviously had a positive experience with it. Yeah, I, I did as well. Um, but uh, Aaron did not. Um, Aaron thought it was like uh, a betrayal of what blue and pinkerton had established it's pop it definitely is yeah yeah um but like i just remember i i I don't know if she was like reading me the review that she posted jesus christ this review might be up on amazon (laughs) we look when we take a break we're gonna look for it jen actually do you want to take a little break right now look 
You are listening to My Name is Weezer. We are going to take a teeny tiny break here, and then we're going to come back, and maybe we'll have this review that my punk friend Aaron wrote in college. We're going to try really hard for you people. <laughs> we're going to try so hard, you guys. Um, so we're going to take a little break, and we'll talk to you when we get back. Bye. Bye. We are back. We are back. Uh, and we did some research. <laughs> we looked a little bit here on uh, on Amazon, and I think I've found the review that my friend Aaron posted. Yep. It's. A, I mean, we're not. Nobody's one hundred percent sure here, but. But let's just. Hey, it's, I think it's a better story. It's just posted by Amazon customer. Yes. But it's October first, two thousand two. And while there are 60-something one-star reviews for this record, uh, this sounds a little bit like hers. Um, but let, let, me just, let me just read it, and then yeah. we'll know, uh, you know what her complaint was, even, yes. even if this wasn't her review. I think yes. it was. I think it was. <laughs> um, she says, Pinkerton was an intensely personal album. Let's leave it at that. But because it wasn't identical to the Blue album, everyone hated it. Pinkerton didn't make much money, that much is clear. So, because of that, Weezer went back into the studios and managed to gain tons of empty-headed fans while losing all the originals. The songs on this album are identical. I can't tell them apart, and I've had the CD for a year. They're poppy, repetitive, and more like a boy band than any rock band should ever be. Uh, they've not only lost their melancholy edge, they're co they've completely abandoned everything Weezer stood for. In closing, I'd like to say, don't buy this album! That's all caps and with an exclamation point. Mark my words, if you do indeed buy this album, you'll be wasting your money. Instead, go out and buy Pinkerton, because, well, to be blunt, Pinkerton is a thousand times better than the Green Album ever could be. Seven out of ten people found that helpful. Oh, and I uh, just now found that helpful, too. So, yep. yes. So, eight. yes. Sorry, we failed to record your vote. Please try again. Well, oh, that's, no. a, that's a shame. <laughs> well, I guess oh, still seven out of ten people find it helpful. Yeah. As opposed to eight out of eleven. Well, I will know that I found it helpful. Okay. I'll know. So, for trying. you, it's I'll an eight out of eleven. <laughs> Great. Um, but actually, this was a really fun journey into... Uh, just Amazon one star piss, reviews pissed off Weezer fans. There are some really fun ones in here. There was one person who gave every individual track a letter grade. <laughs> What's the highest grade on there? Um, the highest grade I believe is a B. Okay. For what? Um, for hold on, let me get back to that. Here we go. Um, yeah, a few songs got B's photograph, uh -huh. crab, uh -huh. knockdown, drag out. Okay. And Glorious Day all got Bs. Uh, the lowest scoring was Smile, which got an F. Oh, jeez. Uh, Hashpipe got a D. Oh. Simple Pages got a D. <laughs> uh, I feel like Hashpipe is the most like an old Weezer song. Yep, okay. it is. Nope. I agree with that. But this person is <laughs> unhappy with it. Not a fan. Oh, and dumb. Ew, I just read the rest of their review, and it said, if you want to hear good Weezer, here, spelled H-E-R-E, -E, good Weezer music, yeah. by Maladroit. That's their best one. So I'm just going to click no and call it a day. <laughs> Did not find that review useful. No. There was one uh, in here that said it makes the Backstreet Boys sound like the Beatles. No, the in sync. It makes in sync sound, sound like, like the Beatles. You guys, you guys even, are funny. I don't even know what that means. I don't this like this album. album or emo. Weezer and emo are for suburban squares whose favorite movie is Ferris Bueller's Day Off and favorite book is Catcher in the Rye. These guys should have quit eight years ago. 
<laughs> There's before, so before many. Before blue came out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. This is this is a really fun journey if you ever want to just laugh for a little bit. Uh, one star reviews of of the Green Album on Amazon. Well, and oh my I god, think, the spelling. Waste yeah. is spelled W A I S T. They're not talking about somebody's waste. They're talking about a waste of money. Well, you know, Jen, that's what's always going to happen when you check out one star reviews of things. Is it's mostly angry illiterates. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, and, money. Money spelled M O N Y. Hey, I. Money. Money is important to all of us, okay? <laughs> Okay. It makes the world uh, go round. I'm going to get off of Amazon now because I'm having too much fun. Um, and, you know, that that's not really uh, to, you know, make fun of people who didn't like this record. No. But I do think a little, like, uh, distance from that time helps. Yes. Because um, obviously people felt betrayed. Yes. People felt very frustrated because this album is pop. And their other two are not. We're not. Yeah. I mean, Blue was poppier than Pinkerton was, but not not at this level. Well, and, uh, you know, something out of the um, review that I suspect is Aaron's, but I don't know, um, is that all the songs are identical, um, which there is some truth to that, that, like, yeah. the, the songs are very samey, um, mm-hmm. you know, and the... The sound of this record is uh, stated very clearly, like right at the beginning. Let's yeah. just, let's just listen to the first couple of seconds of uh, Don't, Don't Let, Let Go. Go. That's basically the sonic vocabulary for the whole record. Yeah, right? I'd buy that. Is like uh, a straightforward rock beat, um, eighth notes on the guitar, just strumming the chords, mm-hmm. uh, heavy distortion, clean bass, um, and like oohs and o's. Yeah. And usually, uh, there's only one one uh, exception to this um, on the record, but it's usually just one melody happening at a time, mm-hmm. especially uh, vocals. Yeah. Like there aren't uh, there's not a lot of you know, like in Surf Wax when, yeah. you know, like the, there's no... There's no layering. There's no layering and there's no real, like, building of the choruses. Like, they're all the same, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, so I can I can buy into that. Yeah, that aspect of it is... I can see that being a thing. The thing is, though... Oh, there's also... Sorry. There's also no... Um, acoustic guitar on this record yeah there's no synthesizer on yeah. this record and there's no harmonica on this record and just the way it was produced is very different yeah very different still uh rick Ocasek. uh yeah you can well, check that if you Pinker- want pinkerton was not pinkerton rick was not. yeah so it's he came back to them for greensies for green um but it it's it's interesting how um like what what effect it causes you know what what the effect is of having the sound be so consistent throughout i think the only time that they use um clean guitar is on um island in the sun i was gonna say island in the sun um but other than that everything else is distorted yeah um except and there's no distorted bass on this um which had been that's a big matt sharp ism yeah uh, especially on like the rentals records Mm -hmm. um 
but all of the bass throughout this is super clean. Um, this is almost Weezer, like, affecting the, like, pop punk sound. Yeah. Um, One of the Amazon reviews referred to it as a bad Green Day cover band. Ouch. Yep. A bad Green Day cover band? Yeah. Can you imagine a bad Green Day cover band? They I mean, I feel like I can. Awful. <laughs> I feel like I can and have heard bad Green Day cover bands before. Like, I feel like even a bad Green Day cover band is a good time. I feel like in, in high school, every every high school band that cropped up mm-hmm. was a bad Green Day cover band. <laughs> that, that feels like, at, at least, if not the, if not that they only played Green Day covers, they yeah. had all of them had at least one in the bank. Right. Like they had that good riddance, um, just just in just there, in there waiting. <laughs> um, in, in, co- in college, I was uh, <laughs> friends with this dude named Peter, um, and for all of like a week, we had a band called Cornflower Blue. Um, That's a good name. Yeah, thank you. Um, I like that. And the only thing we ever performed at one time at like the coffee house on campus. <laughs> um, was an acoustic cover of uh, Blink-182's Damn It. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. It was a good time. Good. And instead of saying, did you hear uh, he fucked her, We he uh, Peter changed the lyric to, did you hear he broke her heart? Because he thought it was funny to intentionally not swear. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay. my point is we all have a soft spot for playing... Green pop day. punk. The oh, pop punk covers. Right, because this is a Blink-182. Yeah, Blink-182, not yeah. Green Day. Sorry. But Blink-182 in this period, Green Day in this period. They're huge. They're huge. And, you know, our, I, I feel like you can add green to, like, that canon. Yeah. Like, if you're looking for pop punk tunes, this is more Hashpipe fits in totally with those. Well, I, well, Hashpipe, to me, almost feels more like a... It's like Weezer does pop punk. Sort of. I mean, the like rest class- of the record is yeah, like more just straight so. up. Um, for me, Hashpipe is uh, one of the more classic kind of Weezer songs because it's based on that riff. Yeah. You know? Hashpipe. Well, let's listen to that goddamn riff because ha- it is I, so yeah. cool. So badass, right? So great. <laughs> um, but that, you know, that's uh, it's another one of those like confident Weezer licks. Yeah. Um, like the beginning of um, El Scorcho. Yeah. Or Tired of Sex. Yeah. Um, where it's just like, yeah, this is what the song is. The song mm-hmm. is. Yep. And that's that's how, that's what it is. That's <laughs> yeah. All, like really, that's the essence of Hashpipe right there. It's I. I love Hashpipe, and I, you get in, I've, I get in moods where, like, you just want to, like, break shit and listen to Hashpipe. <laughs> who, who was it? It was around this time. Someone had a record just called Break Stuff. Really? I don't know. I feel like it's a Limp Bizkit thing, or, like, <laughs> <laughs> Linkin Park or some new metal bullshit. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it manages to be, like, um... 
an angry Limp Bizkit. It was Limp Bizkit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is that the record that Nookie's on? Oh, I just you don't have to tab- it. look. Don't don't look up Limp Bizkit again. Okay. <laughs> too late um but i love that it manages to have this sort of like angry energy um without being like too dark about it you know yeah. like the subject of the song is like it's basically like uh surf wax um except a little more hardcore well i lyrically just drugs instead of surfing yeah right? like, yes you you can have all of your things that you think are important I'll smoke, I'll smoke drugs. my hash pipe. My hash pipe. My hash pipe. Uh, Jen, do you remember the video for hash pipe? I don't remember the video for hash Oh, but I just saw still from it. Did you see a sumo wrestler? Yep, two, yeah. Yeah. several, actually four or five. In fact, there was a lot of there were a lot of sumo wrestlers in this video. I, I don't know why. Um, I do not know why. <laughs> um, but it was it was really striking and weird. Um, and I, I remember, you know, I would have been, um, a teenager and watching MTV back when they were mm-hmm. playing videos. Sound like an old man now. Back when MTV was playing videos. <laughs> um, yeah. And this video would come on an and man thing. I don't think I liked it. I don't blame you. I don't know that based on the still I just saw. I mean, I don't think I liked the song when it, when it, oh, came the out. song. Yeah. I just, uh, Upon looking up this specific song, realized another one of my lyrical failures. Uh, in, I thought I've thought for many years that it's I got your big cheese. <laughs> it's not. What is it? I've got your big G's. Uh, you've got your big G's. Yeah, sorry, yeah. you got your big G's. I've got my hash pipe. I've got my hash pipe. Uh, so this is interesting. Let's talk about this a little bit. I um, thought it was you've you got, got your, your big, big cheese. cheese. Right. <laughs> Like no, I mean you're, you're the big cheese. You're the big cheese. You got that. You got that. Yeah, and I've got my hat. So it still made sense in my head. It still mostly got the point across. What I assume you're looking at lyrics, right? I now. am currently looking at lyrics. What's the one that sounds like I got my eyes wide or ass wipe? It is eyes wide, but I always wipe. thought it was ass wipe. It's really easy to hear ass wipe. In fact, I I still hear ass wipe. Yeah, me too. In fact, until you mentioned that, I didn't even realize it. I it said that and that I was wrong. So. <laughs> But I like my lyrics better. <laughs> Here's an interesting thing, though. Um, so the Weezer self-titled records never came with... And maybe this is different on the Booklets. Reissues. The first one they did was Maladroit. Yeah. They mm-hmm. didn't come with booklets. So if you wanted to know the lyrics, which are totally reasonable because they're incomprehensible on half Yeah, pipe, totally. Um, that you you had no no options. Uh, oh my god! I just found another one. <laughs> yeah, lay it these on me. these players come to get me because they like my behind. Uh huh. Bears. <laughs> these bears come to get me. <laughs> yep. This is, this is feeding into the theory we had a couple episodes ago well, that maybe Rivers experimented with homosexuality because he smoked a few in his time. Yeah. And this is bears. <laughs> Going after bears come to get him because they like his spot. I like and it. I I've like never questioned it. <laughs> I have never questioned my lyrics to the song, which involved these bears come to get me because they like my behind. I got my ass wipe, <laughs> and you got your big cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I, so this has been an look, enlightening experience mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> and I think that's great. I'm learning. 
Wow. Oh, Mikey Welsh. We, did we talk about Mikey Welsh? We haven't talked, we at, haven't all talked at all Mikey about Mikey Welsh. I know, but I did manage to talk about Matt Sharp, who's not even on this record. <laughs> He's not on this record, guys. Um, um, Mikey Welsh took his place Yeah. for this for this album, and only this album. Playing the boom-boom bass. Yeah. Um, and as discussed, it's a... Uh, a lot less, uh, you know, involved uh, bass playing than mm-hmm. um, Sharp ever did. Um, and again, part of that's just from the the record not being like as riff heavy. Um, that like all he's got to do is play the root of those chords and just yeah. Or I mean, like you know, <laughs> it, uh, don't let go is just gonna start ding 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 yeah, and then ding 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 ding. You know, he's just gonna yeah. be playing eighth notes with the guitar, um, and also always. Always like nice and clean. It's nice and clean bass sound all the way through. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, this is the only record that Mikey Welsh mm-hmm. plays on, right? Show sure is. Do you know anything about that? How do how do people respond? How's the community like Mikey Welsh? Do they give a shit? Um, I I I think that he's fine. I don't know that there's. A, I think they're pissed that Matt Sharp's not around. Like sure. everyone is still pissed that Matt Sharp's not around. <laughs> That's just a popular Weezer thing. Is, that is definitely a popular Weezer thing. Is Matt Sharp made made it all better? Um, but the reason Mikey Welsh left after this is because he was mysteriously hospitalized after finish after filming the Island in the Sun video. I'm yeah. His whereabouts were previously unknown. He mysteriously went missing before the filming of the second Island in the Sun video. So he didn't get to play with puppies? Correct. He did not get to play with puppies. Guys, the second Island in the Sun video is maybe the best thing Weezer has ever done. Right. Right? Because they're just fucking... Because they're just... Playing with puppies. Playing with puppies. That's my dream video. Uh, Would you describe it as your jam yo? My jam yo? Mm Mm-hmm. That video? Yeah. I don't love that song, But. but... the yes. video, <laughs> the video is your playing jam, with yo? those puppies. That is my jam, yo. Um. Anyway, yeah. So this is the only Mikey Welsh album, uh, and Weezer actually never gave an official statement as to why Mikey left. But apparently, there was some drama with Rivers. Common theme. Oh yeah, not uh, not that hard to believe. Um, you uh, just mentioned that you don't really care for Island in the Sun. I do. Well, let's talk about that. I think. That a lot of that has to do with, uh, it's so overplayed. Sure. Fair enough. Um, it's the one, like really the one Weezer song besides like Beverly Hills, which is whatever. We will talk about Beverly Hills in a a couple couple of episodes. Um, In a couple hours. We're just going to chain ourselves to the table (laughs) and we will just pound out episode after episode until we're done. Well, until we get to Beverly Hills and then we'll stop. Then we'll stop. No, but Island in the Sun, first of all, I just, I don't think it's that good of a song. Sure. I don't think it's lyrically compelling. I think it what, is. What on this record is lyrically compelling? That well, exactly. But they've already got a good song about a holiday. Just keep it with that. Jen, you're sounding like Aaron being like, just buy Pinkerton again. <laughs> I, but it's not the whole album because I do, I do like other things on this album. But this particular I- song, just when it comes on, I'm just like, I'm not happy. I'm not excited. I'm not like. 
Can I tell you why? forward to listening to it. Sure. Would you, do you feel that way um, when you hear the song in isolation or when you hear it on the record? Or either? I mean, it's better when I'm listening to the whole record, but in, especially in isolation. I just, like, I don't know. It's so... It's too If much. I were to put the song on right now, how much would you vomit? Enough that I'd rather not do it with my computer sitting in front okay, of me. Okay, well, let's... Hold on. Let's see. <laughs> let's get out a measuring cup. Let's... Okay. okay. All right. Okay. All right. All, all right. right. So, Jen, just lean just lean over. Lean over okay. the lean over the cup there. Okay. And uh, so, we're, uh, I'm going to start to play Island in the Sun. All right. And then you vomit as much as you... You know, I mean, Feel don't force it. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, you, you vomit... As much as naturally comes up. As much as actually happens. And then, uh, uh, we'll see where we are. Great. All right, that's probably about as much vomit as we're going to get out of you. Uh, Okay, so that is three quarters of a cup. Yeah. I might have made it to the full cup if we'd gone through another chorus of hip hips. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm just going to... Yeah, put, put that this away. over there. Yeah, <clears throat> we'll just leave that for your roommate to clean up. Yep. Um, Thanks, Mary. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't dislike the song. Um, That's fair, and I think many people don't dislike the song. I just, it's repetitive, and it's. <sighs> Again, you're just listing qualities of the other songs on the record. <laughs> I don't know why this one gets me to gets to me so much. Do you know why it does work for me, especially in sequence uh, with the rest of the record here? Is Tell that me. It is the only song on this record that sounds like this. It it is the only song on this record that sounds like this. I just don't like the way it sounds. Fair and right. We we are making a lot of fair enough concessions. Yes. <laughs> Um, no, you know, for for as much as you can say that, like, all of these songs sound the same, mm-hmm. and I think you can also debate that, um, but, like, Don't Let Go, Photograph, uh, Smile, Simple Pages. Oh, Girlfriend. Uh, oh, Girlfriend. All those Glorious songs. Day. They all sound the same. I would say the three that don't sound exactly the same as the rest of the songs on the record are Hashpipe, Island in the Sun, and Crab. Sure. Um, and Hashpipe, to me, feels very, like, Old Weezer. It obviously is, you know, like yeah. shiny or whatever. Right, um, but I agree that it feels more like Pinkerton era. Right. Um, I wanted to... So what? one of the... Sorry, do you have something? Um, I... One of the things that... Another, another thing that doesn't work for me about this album, after talking about how much I do actually like this album, uh-huh. um... My two of my favorite songs from Blue and Pinkerton are there are the closing tracks, Only in Dreams and Butterfly. Yeah. Which are both, you know, mellower and quiet like I mean, obviously Only in Dreams builds, but like for the most part they're like gentler songs, like ballads. Sure. Well and they're both also really meaningful songs. Yes. And I could do without a girlfriend i could throw it out a window and it'd be fine like it's fine i'll listen to it on the track but like you want it to be something i want it to be something special like the closing tracks to both of the other albums and it's just not um do you find that you are that way with um just other records like all all records do you want the last track to be something special yeah what are could you have like just off the top of your head some of your favorite like last tracks on records 
I mean, I just listed two of them. <laughs> no, I, well, I can offer a few if. Yeah, go for it. I, I mean, I'd have to. I'd have to look. Um, I would say one of my absolute favorites is uh, on Ben Folds Five. Uh, whatever, never amen. Um, ends with evaporated. Mm. Um, that's an amazing note to go out on. Yeah. Uh, let's, what other, my problem is that I don't often listen to full albums. Yeah. Um, I'm, we are of different generations that way. Yes, we are. (laughs) In my day, we only had (laughs) albums. There was no other way to listen to music. Right. And I have a lot of like singles on my computer, but, but I don't, I just hated I hated that they didn't do that on... That they didn't do something special with yeah. the last track? It's just another throwaway. It sounds like everything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I would say Oh Girlfriend's one of my least favorite. Kind of one of the weaker ones, one right? One of the weaker ones. Like, I don't like Oh Girlfriend, I don't love Crab, and I don't love Island in the Sun. Everything else I'm good with. I think I'll fight you on Crab. That's fine. I'm not. I get that. That's a personal. I not personal. I just don't like it. But what what do you like about it? Crab is one of the um, like kind of rockier mm-hmm. um, of, of the songs on here. Um, I think it is also the only. I'm gonna have to listen to it uh, to to verify this. Um, but one of the only songs that has a guitar solo that isn't just the melody of the song. Yeah, that's um, true. That that's. I'd, I mean, I guess you could argue that hash pipes isn't either, um, but it's really close to the melody. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to throw that on? Which the Crab? Well, let's 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 first let's throw on the uh, the solo from hash pipe because okay. it is pretty cool too. Cool. Stabbing around trying to find it. Oop. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's just tracing the yeah. So it's pretty close to being just yeah. just just the melody, and like there there is a guitar solo in every single one of these tracks, and they're all just exactly the yeah. melody of the verse or the chorus. Yeah, um, with the exception of, of crab. crab. And again, sorry, I'm going to stab around a little bit here to find okay. it. That one just is. That is the melody. The right there. Hey, sometimes I say things and they're not true. That's okay. <laughs> um, and I agree that, like, looking strictly at the music of Crab. I like the mel like I like the melody. Mm-hmm. I I really repetitive lyrics don't do it for me. Sure. And that is all this song is is uh, repetition. Do, do you have these lyrics up? I do have these lyrics up. What is he saying? Crab at the booty taint gonna do no good. Yep. Really? Yep. That was my like bad read on it. Nope. All right. I mean, there's a there's an apostrophe apostrophe after the t the first t in taint. Right, because he's not so talking he's, about He's someone's not talking taint. about a taint. Right, even though he was just talking about booty, he's right. not also, he's talking, not about also talking about taint. 
It ain't booty. He's just abbreviating it ain't. Right. <laughs> um, no, I, I think I got all the lyrics on this one right in my head. So that's reassuring, I suppose. But there also aren't very many. <laughs> so it's just so... Well, damnation! Now I now I feel like I know because I just listened to the record this morning. Just stab around some more. I'm gonna stab around. It's not in Crab. I'm gonna move on. Okay. And we're gonna find the solo. Okay. Okay. So let's see if it's knocked down, drag out. Nope. This is the exact melody. That's the exact melody. Uh, Try smile. Let's try smile. Nope. <laughs> Not that one. Let's what try. about photograph? Is it photograph? It might be photograph. Let's, Let's try go photograph. Let's go back and try photograph. Look, if we have to listen to me every stab around solo. every single song, we are going to find it. Yep. Committed. I think it's photograph. Here I don't know where the solo is in this song. Yeah, stabbing around some more. <laughs> so, I just skipped the song back 30 seconds. Okay. It doesn't sound like I did. Nope. Not photograph. Wrong. Let's try smile. Did we just we just did smile. We just did smile. Let's try simple, simple pages. pages. So that opening riff, that's give me something I can believe. Don't think it's a song either. I think it takes over right here. Okay. Rivers, you're killing me. <laughs> Look, I never noticed this before. You never now, noticed this before? No, I, I didn't. I'm sorry to uh, wow. insert that. Is this, this is the formula. This is the formula, yeah. yeah. The, the formula is verse, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and there's a solo in there somewhere, but the solo it's isn't just the melody. Isn't new material. No, it's just right. the melody. But That sucks. Guys, because Rivers does really good solos. Rivers does some ripping solos. And these are not ripping. Let's. Glorious not even, Day? What's that? Should we try Glorious Day? Let's try Glorious Day. Because I swear it's in here. <laughs> <sighs> okay, stabbing around. Nope. Okay, so it's not that. What haven't we sampled at this point? Um, Just oh girlfriend. oh girlfriend, hash pipe, and island in the oh, and don't let go. Well, ha island in the sun for sure is definitely does not have that. Right? Is Ugh. no? It's just that. No, I know. I know. Oh, sorry. Do you need the measuring cup again, Jen? Yep. <laughs> There's that extra quarter cup. All right, perfect. We can make a cake later. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let's try girlfriend. I mean, either, either I'm going to prove myself right or we'll prove the observation, right? That all of the, yeah. And either way, I refuse to accept that I'm wrong. <laughs> Patrick's going to listen to this album again on the way home. I am. <laughs> all right. So let's start stabbing here. And Hey, even if there's not traffic, you could probably finish this. I did on the way here. Yeah. Yeah. 
mean, it's the bridge and not the chorus in that one. Yeah, well, it's the it's the verse. Yeah, I think most of them are are the verse material. Oh. Um, oh, let's okay. try "Don't Let Go." Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jump it ahead a minute forty. Can't tell. I could hear that one in my head, and I knew it wasn't going to be right. (laughs) Jed, have we now? We have now looked at every single every single every single one every single song. So, guys, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what I was hearing. Um, You made a formula, and it's not great. (laughs) Well. Here's the thing, though, is that it takes, you know, 14 years or someone pointing it out to you until you're like, this is this is something yeah. that's happening on this record. But it is. And I can't unhear that. Yeah, you cannot unhear it. OK, but here's OK. Let's let's ask this question, because obviously you and I do feel we both like I like this album. Yeah, but. Why? I feel like I have only said negative things about it thus far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, legit. It's true. We've only said negative things. Yeah, and we've like criticized other people for saying negative things. Not criticized, but like. Um, no, we straight up criticized, criticized we other, made people fun of other people <laughs> for saying bad things. But then we're only saying negative things. But I like. I'm trying to put a finger. A finger. A finger. A finger mm-hmm. on, on what I like about it. What do you think? Do you have any? Yeah. Um, yes. So I, I think for me, this record uh, functions really well as just like, I mean, it, go, it goes back to what we were talking about uh, with sometimes you just want to play a pop punk yeah. song that like um, the songwriting here is actually really good. Like yeah. that there, there may only be two melodies um, <laughs> but they're both good melodies um what's your what would you say your favorite song is on this track on this on, album on this I album can't speak uh, um either smile or hash pipe possibly even don't let go um smile and hash pipe are my two answers oh um no i think don't let go is also a solid opener it's, yeah it is um yeah, is it uh, is Smile uh, the one that has... Um, <laughs> this might be me stabbing around again. <laughs> um, but one, one of these songs has um, two vocal parts happening at once. I think it might be the end of Smile. Tell you what, I am going... I'm going to stab. I'm going to stab. Okay, it's definitely not. It might be simple pages. It definitely is. So I'm, I'm going to skip ahead to the end. Yeah. When Rivers has this, yes. like, give me some love thing over it.
Also a really good song. Yeah, uh, that... I mean, I think I'm lukewarm on, like, the song in general, but the way that ends, I think, yeah, is incredible. it ends really well. Um, but also, it's so weird, right? Because, like, if I were hearing that on another record, um, another Weezer record, another almost any mm-hmm. anyone else record, uh, you know, that trick of, like, just singing another line over, like, the repetitive vocal line, um, that I don't think I would think all that much of it. But right. the fact that it's the only time that it happens on this album, on this album, you know, it's, it's the same. and it happens so much on other albums. I feel like, yeah, for sure. Like Blue and Pinkerton, I can think of like there are a bunch of examples, several yeah. examples, um, and especially as like their choruses grow, they yeah. tend to like layer other vocal parts over them. Yeah, I mean, Undone. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Um. But yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer that this is the only place on this album. See, this is where I will disagree with you. Um, and just just like uh, Island in the Sun, that like I get super excited about there being one place where this thing happens. You know, one place where there's uh, clean guitar. Okay. One place where the song ends with like these two vocal. Okay, parts. so it's like a like a spot in the darkness for you. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's it's musical pointillism. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you have you ever? You didn't go to music school. I went to music school. You went so to music school. I, uh, so I've experienced this. But um, uh, compositions that are like musical compositions that are m- literally musical pointillism. No. Um, it's like torture. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like thirteen musicians on the stage uh-huh. for like half an hour, and you know it'll start with some some. Something that more closely resembles actual music, uh-huh. and then a ton of silence, and then just like notes. Yikes! So that like here's a note, and like the point of it is that we're all attracted to that note because it's the only thing that's happening, and we all have to like think about it and process this single point. Yikes! <laughs> it's it's brutal. That sounds so boring. It is so boring. Well, and depending on what instrument is playing that note. Mm-hmm. That could also be wildly unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm it, I'm sure it was wildly unpleasant. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm not a fan of musical points. So you like that there's only one instance of that on this record? Yes. I mean, yeah, even though I was just railing against musical pointillism, I, I feel like this is a, a pop music version of that. Okay. Of, of being I like. Just re- I really like it when they do that. Yeah, no, I And get it you. makes it so much more interesting. Yeah, but the fact that it happens just this one time, like you and I, when we were just playing it right now, we were like rocking out, yeah, pretty good, yeah, like pretending <laughs> to be rock stars, yeah, singing into the mic, yeah. I mean, we—it's like not even a hairbrush mic because we actually have mics in front of us, so it's right. a lot more fun, in fact. <laughs> right, uh, but we—the thing is, we were just instead of pretending the microphone, we were pretending the singing. Yes. Right. Using a real microphone. You're not- welcome. Yes. <laughs> You are welcome. So, I may have been in concert choir. I was not. But that was 15 years ago. <laughs> and only for one semester. I was on the bowling team mm-hmm. and in the concert band. Playing the trumpet. Playing the trumpet. Okay. Um, so what else do you want to talk about on the Green Album, uh, Patrick? I, I mean, I, I feel like we covered the thing pretty well. Yeah. Um, so... You know, one thing that I will say is that um, it is an incredibly easy record to listen to. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe that's the thing that makes 
that makes me uh, want to go after people that are attacking it. Um, like, it may not be a revolutionary record of any kind. It's fun. Yeah, it's just fun. And, like, it, it's so innocuous. Like, I don't know how anyone can have any hatred towards it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it's so... It's just like a... I, I guess... People just expected so much after yeah. Blue and Pinkerton. Yeah. And I don't know that anything would have lived up to people's expectations. And uh, possible nothing has since. Right. Exactly. So, like, those expectations... The bar was set so fucking high mm-hmm. that no matter what, there was going to be disappointment, I think. And I think that Rivers' formula and the way that he wrote this album was he was trying to avoid that disappointment as much as he could. But that's just... I don't, I don't know that he has now or ever will have a good handle on what his what fans... The what the world yeah. expects and thinks of him. And I think that that's something that we're going to talk about a fair bit in the next episode when we're talking about Maladroit. Yeah, for sure. Well, because they turned over their reins. They turned over their reins to the fans, and he ended up like really doing a lot of discussing on the message yeah. boards. But we're going to talk about we that a talk lot. About that a lot next, next time. time. Um, so, Jen, uh, for me, um, this concludes kind of our. Uh, obviously, this is where I got. This is where I checked into the band. Right? Yeah. Um, and I wasn't buying, I didn't have a lot of anticipation leading up to this record, but I did buy it and then like sought everything backwards. Um, but for me, every, not every, cause there's a point where I fall off, but, um, the records after this are all like, they've been anticipatory things for me that like, I looked forward to Maladroit coming out. I looked forward to make believe coming out. I looked forward okay. to red coming out. Um, so this sort of, for me ends like a very specific period of, um, you know, being able to go back and like draw all this great stuff out and yeah. like have everyone else be like, yeah, of course this is amazing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. I understand that you've got one more in, yeah, in Maladroit. I have, I have Maladroit and then I'm, I'm caught up, but I did listen to these records chronologically. Sure. Um, just late. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, next time, in addition to talking about Maladroit, um, I think we're also going to be talking a little bit about the Lion, the Lion and, and the Witch EP, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, came out uh, before Maladroit mm-hmm. and uh, all of that kind of good stuff. So yeah. if you can get a hold of recordings from Lion and the Witch, it's mostly it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Great. Whole things on YouTube. Um, whole things on YouTube. But if you can find a copy of the CD, yeah, buy, all, buy you know, it. Support got, the music industry, guys. I've got a physical copy of the CD in my back car. My back car. In the back seat of my not car. A, not in the front car. Not in my front car. Look, I don't know if Patrick you knew this. Patrick's got two cars. You parked some tandem. Well, it's a train, actually. I take a train. Oh, <laughs> I, I train, didn't know that. And it's in the back car. Someone call it a caboose. Oh, I call it okay. a, back, a back car. Yeah, caboose is an overused term. It, it is, right? <laughs> Sometimes you hear someone say caboose and you're like, fuck Ugh, you. Stop. Fuck you. Yeah. So anyway, get your hands on The Lion and the Witch and, uh, you know, just... Your knowledge to, of, of Maladroit, man, because it's a it's a it's a rip roaring rocking record. Sure is. Um, and Jen, does it sort of bum you out that like I feel like next week is like the last time we're going to be able to just say, although we haven't been that positive, this is going to be the, like the last time that we can mostly just have a positive conversation about a Weezer record. 
Yeah. I still have positive I, things to I say. I have a couple positive things to say. Going forward? Going forward, but not much. <laughs> it. Do you ever feel like this, that like being a Weezer fan has too much negativity yeah. connected to it? Yeah, it kind, of, it kind of is a negative world to be in. It's just, it's just constantly being let down that the next thing isn't another Pinkerton. Yeah. And it never will be. And it never will be. I think this we, is when we sing into a deep, deep depression. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> well, then, Jen, I think it's time that we sign off. You've been listening to My Name, my name is, is Weezer. Weezer. And uh, wait, so that was My Name my is Weezer. My Name is Weezer. So if we were listening to that played as a guitar solo on green, it would be... Yep. They would all be the same. All the same. Uh, thanks for listening. What's a creative podcast network?